What's up, everybody? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Reif, and I'm a mindset and manifestation coach. And this podcast covers lifestyle, travel, entrepreneurship, and of course, mindset and manifestation. Today's podcast is with Katie Allen, the host of the podcast Just Realized, and we dive into everything around spiritual awakenings. Now, if you are a first-time listener, you're probably wondering around spiritual awakenings, mindset manifestation, I do think they all play together. So we talk about that, like is being spiritual religious, is it religious to be spiritual, do we need to follow one thing or another thing, you know, what do people think of it, the skepticism around it, we get all into that. But I have talked about spirituality on here before. I just don't think as in-depth as I probably have in this podcast with Katie. So if you listen to the Bali episode back in February, I had a lot of spiritual awakenings there. I did a lot of tapping into my spirituality over the last six months, especially during the pandemic. And I do believe that's why I've been able to get through so many things. I constantly am investing in healers like mediums or a tarot card reader or a psychic reading. I love, love, love that stuff. And I just don't think I've really dedicated a whole podcast to it. I was talking to Katie and she said the same thing. She has a podcast and she's like, I haven't really talked about it either. So I was like, well, why don't we do a podcast where we both kind of open up about our spiritual awakenings? Because mine's really happened in the last... I don't know, two to three years, but this year, especially in the last six months, like more than ever. And so we're like, yeah, let's just do a whole conversation and share everything that we know about it. So we get into our own specific spiritual awakenings and different scenarios that we've run into where it's so obvious that we have gifts and different signs and symbolism. We we go so deep into multiple different directions. So really there's not one focus of it, but I think it's important that as I evolve as a person, that the podcast also evolves. So this is something that I definitely want to cover more of in my podcast. So yeah, get ready for that. I'm definitely going to be opening up about it more. I'm definitely going to be having more guests on talking about it. And I think it's just a really, really nice way to bring the conversation to I don't want to say mainstream media because I feel like there's so many podcasts around spirituality, but I think for someone like me who just comes from a small beach town and now I'm traveling and again, I've never really opened up about it. It's really important for me to have this content on my podcast now. So get ready for that spiritual journey. Now, if you're a first time listener, I always do updates on my life in the very beginning. So if you want to just fast forward to the interview, probably fast forward about five to 10 minutes. I never know how long these are going to take. It usually ends up being around 10, but I do like to share what's going on in my life because I have had such a crazy journey in the last 14 months. So I moved to Germany about a month ago. I moved in with my boyfriend and we are definitely adjusting. I will say adjusting to moving in with someone is no easy task. And it's not because of not like not liking each other it's like wait we both like wake up at different times we eat at different hours boys eat way more than girls uh i'm also in germany so the food is different the culture is different the things they eat are different like so many little different things that you have to adjust to on top of most of my clients are in the u.s so when i'm scheduling things out i can't schedule it at like 9 and 10 in the morning because that's like 2 or 3 a.m in my client's time zone And then I also have a lot of clients in Australia, which is ahead of me. So I can't schedule things too late because then it's late for them. So there's a lot of adjusting going on right now. I'm kind of finding my footing with like scheduling and really organizing my days. And on top of, again, living with a boyfriend and adjusting to our different sleep schedules and eating schedules and how we clean and our living habits. And it's a lot, but 
it's actually easier than I thought, I will say. Like, I thought it was going to be so hard to adjust. And, like, I even actually told my mom a few months ago, like, I don't know that I can live with somebody. Like, I've lived alone most of my 20s. I'm so particular about my space and how I want things to look. And not even, like, uh, because I'm super organized or anything, but just because, like, I have, you know, I've just lived alone. Like, I'm so used to that solo, independent energy that now having to share a space with someone in a bed and a bathroom and everything is just so different. So yeah, I'm definitely adjusting. I will do a whole podcast on Germany updates and like the travel situation and COVID and all that stuff because part of this podcast is travel. So I will definitely do a recap about that. And my Australia recap is coming. Again, it's just a lot to recap. And there is so much going on right now with adjusting to moving because I don't get to just like sit down and chill. I had to get a SIM card, open a bank account. I have to get a visa. I have to call people. Everything is in German. I can't speak German. Things are only on certain times and days. You have to have one thing before you have the other. You have to prove this. You have to prove that. Everything requires 20 pieces of paperwork. So it's not like I can just like sit down all day and do nothing. There's a lot that I have to do every day just to like legally be settled in Germany. And so this whole podcast has kind of taken a backseat the last two weeks because I've been so, it's been so hectic. So the recap in Australia is coming. Stay tuned for that. Um, But yeah, Germany is an interesting place. It's so beautiful. Everyone like loves to garden. The, there are a lot of sausages and pretzels everywhere. That's definitely part of the stereotype. They eat a lot of bread. Um, I really don't understand how Europeans eat all this bread and cheese and meat and are so fit. But I think it really is because they don't stress about it. That's something I'm learning. They just don't stress. They don't talk about their the scale or what they're eating or tracking anything. And it's very similar to Australia. I remember loving Australia for that reason. And that's very similar with the Europeans too. So yeah, that's what's going on in my life, just adjusting to German culture. And I will be taking a German language class. So who knows? Maybe I'll do the greeting in German next month when I'm enrolled in my German classes. We'll see. So yeah, that's going on in my life. And then regarding business. Okay, so I'm trying to think of the last time I announced all these updates. It was probably a month ago where I announced different programs I was doing. Well, I was in a state of being very excited and I think I bit off way more than I could chew without really thinking about how much I would have to adjust to Europe. So what I mean is like, I was like, I'm going to launch this and this and this, and then I'm going to do this. And this is going to happen in this month. And this is all going to be done before the end of 2020. Now that I'm settling in Germany and getting accustomed to the time, uh, time difference and schedules, I was like, there's no way that I can do all this stuff before the end of the year. And I'm really in a creative mood where I really just want to create things right now. So for the rest of 2020, all I'm taking on to work together is one-on-one clients. So if you're interested in working one-on-one, that is something that I'm offering spots for until the end of 2020. The rest of my time, I'm going to be focusing on creating a digital journal. That was a big thing that everybody voted on. And by the way, if you want to DM me at Chelsea Rife and let me know what you would want to see, please do so because I'm definitely like in creation mode. And the other thing I would love to create is affirmation card decks. So you would pull a card and it would just say a beautiful affirmation or a question or something that really would allow you to reflect. That's something I'm really interested in creating. So that's kind of a project for the next few months. And I've, I'm, of course, I'm like estimating here. I bet you it's going to take me like a year. So <laughs> I'm just in creation mode and I just realized I don't want to be over, uh, what's the word? 
overwhelmed, I guess, with all the projects I'm doing. So that's why for the rest of 2020, I'm only taking on one-on-one clients and then I will be doing masterclasses here and there. So if you want to be the first to know, just join my Facebook group, Reframe Your Mindset to Change Your Life. Again, that's Reframe Your Mindset to Change Your Life. I do masterclasses. I do free workshops in there. So I definitely will have a few of those coming up um, and we'll vote on them too. So I'll put them in the Facebook group and you can vote on which ones you want to see. Now, that being said, because I'm in creation mode, I'm also revamping my Chaos to Confidence course. So last time it was six weeks and then I had guest expert workshops every single week. So essentially you're getting like 12 pieces, 12 workshops or lectures or sessions, whatever you want to call it for the price of six. And a lot of the feedback I got from all the ladies in my course were that it was actually a lot to digest. So I realized I'm going to spread everything out and make it 12 weeks and essentially turn it into something bigger, more like a mastermind. So it's going to be three months because there's so much content. Again, the feedback was that there was just so much content. So I think it would be helpful to not only spread it out, but then sprinkle in the guest workshops every other week instead of doing them on the same weeks as the actual um, as the actual sessions. So it's going to be a 12-week mastermind. It's going to launch in the beginning of January. And again, I'm in the process of revamping it. So I'll likely open enrollment in the middle of November while I tweak and refine everything. So stay tuned for that. And of course, if you have any feedback, if you were in the course, let me know. And if you were someone just eyeing it from the outside and you were like, hmm, I wanted to join, but it didn't have this. Or I, you know, I was wondering if they had this, let me know. Because again, I'm creating this for you all. This is not for me. This is for you. So please let me know what you'd want to see out of a 12-week course so I can incorporate that coming up. All right. I think that's all my updates. So I think it's time to dive right into everything about spiritual awakenings with Katie Allen of the Just Realized podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. We're actually doing something different today. We're streaming this into my Facebook group. So for anybody that's listening to this, we are doing a special type of episode where if you want to ask questions or get involved in the conversation, then you need to be part of the Facebook group, reframe your mindset to change your life. But today's conversation is all about spiritual awakenings with Katie Allen. Welcome to the show. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to where I like to say we're internet friends where we met (laughs) on the internet and we've stayed in touch and we're always like writing to each other on Instagram were in my course. You were on my podcast. You're now my podcast. I was on your podcast. We are just internet friends. And I feel like we've known each other for a while. And I think that connection really happened on your podcast when we really got into manifestation and these spiritual awakenings. And I was like, we need to talk about this more, which is what today's going to be all about. Yes. Yeah. I think it's almost about a year ago because my podcast is about a year old and you were one of the first guests. And it's funny because I was listening to another podcast yesterday and they were talking about their internet friends. And I was like, oh, Chelsea, that's my internet oh my friend. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Internet friends are a real thing, everybody. I feel like I have so many internet friends, especially now with the pandemic. It's like, yes, <laughs> everyone's just internet friends. But something that we were kind of discussing in our DMs and, you know, our little internet friend conversation was our foray into spirituality. I feel like both of us have had these really, really big spiritual awakenings especially for me in the last year and I know you too you tell me about your medium readings and I see your tarot cards and everything and I'm like let's talk about this because this is something I've been almost hesitant to talk about on my podcast because it hasn't been such a big part of my life until recently and now it's become such a big part of my life that 
it's important that as I evolve, my podcast evolves too. So I would love to just jump right in and hear your spiritual awakening journey from like the very beginning. Yeah, that's awesome. And I completely agree because I haven't really touched it on my podcast either because it's like this really kind of weird but also personal thing at the same time and you're like how much do I share and am I weird because this stuff can get really weird sometimes um so I'd say I was always kind of dabbled and been really intrigued by certain things like astrology you know numerology all these kind of things I know you do talk about like seeing the number 444 a lot and things like that and for me it's always like 1111 and you know I remember when I was young, my birthday is the 11th. And then I realized that K was the 11th letter of the alphabet. And like, my mind was like blown. I was like, that's my number. And then that number has kind of followed me like everywhere. But I would say like this really big awakening that I feel like, you know, you and I were talking about, I think it really did. I started to scratch the surface a little bit, like summer of last year. And then my favorite uh, grandmother passed away in April. And because April was like, you know, prime time COVID, no one really knew anything was happening. And, you know, it was like real quarantine. Like people were not going out, we're not doing things. So we didn't, we couldn't have a funeral for her. And she's like literally one of my favorite people in the world. And I had to figure out a different way to like honor her. And, you know, that's when I really started to like, dig into myself and start some of these practices like writing and burning things and things like that. But what really kicked it off and I'm going to get weird because that's what we said we were going to (laughs) do. What really kicked it off is I was watching TV with my daughter one night and she's a really loving, affectionate kid. And she's like, oh, I love you. And I was like, oh, honey, I love you too. And she's like, I wasn't talking to you. I'm talking to your grandma. Can't you see her? She's right there. And I was like, yes, like chills. And like, then it just kind of like skyrocketed from there. And that's kind of when I told you, like I started talking to that medium because my daughter kept saying things like this and doing, doing things like this. And, you know, they say kids are more connected. And so I started talking to the medium and like just things just started like snowballing and like getting really weird, but interesting at the same time. So yeah, here we are. <laughs> Wow. 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 I can relate so much, especially to a grandparent passing. And mine was different as my grandfather passed away in October, but a very similar thing happened where I feel like my spiritual awakening was really ignited by that passing. And I think that happens a lot when someone Mm -hmm. passes, you know, we have these reflections of life and its meaning and its purpose. And are we really doing what we want? And for me, when my grandfather passed away, um, similar in, to you where you couldn't have a funeral, I was actually in Australia and to fly home was like $3,000. Um, my parents were doing like a really quick funeral. It was just going to be too insane to get over there. And I held on to a lot of guilt around that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I feel really guilty. And then I just started to look at it as like, my grandfather's physical body is not here anymore, but his spirit is. And I'm not kidding. Like the next day, I think I journaled about how I was sad about it. And, you know, hopefully he's with me and he'll show me himself in different ways. And I remember I was teaching yoga on the beach and it was a really like, it was one of my first times teaching. And all of a sudden I was teaching and like people were kind of stopping the practice. And I'm like, why are people stopping? Like, am I doing a bad job? And someone came up to me and they're like, wait, 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 sorry. Everyone's asking you to turn around because there's a whale jumping in the water. We've never seen a whale at this beach. Like we have never seen 
it at this time at this beach it's been forever since we've seen whales here and i was like that's like my grandfather like that's a sign and the reason why i'm so into water now is not only because of that but when my uncle passed away we used to release balloons in his during his birthday which now we don't do because of the environment but when we did that <laughs> once we saw all these baby turtles hatching right when we did Aww. it and my mom's like wow i feel like that's your uncle so then to see this other sea animal right after i had written this letter i was like i really feel like that's my grandfather so very similar to you and like these people pop up in different ways and we have to accept that there is more beyond the physical realm so oh god i have major chills when you, when you said the whale it's crazy and then i'll tell you the story about the four four and then i'm gonna ask you a question about about your daughter in a second but the four four like you were talking about i started seeing fours everywhere and then, you know, when you see it once, you can't stop seeing it. Yeah. And so then they were popping up like left and right and all over the place. And I was like, oh, whatever, four is just like a cool, lucky number. So then one day I saw them so many times. It was actually freaking me out. Like everywhere I turned, there was a four. And so I just told my mom, I was like, it's so funny. I keep seeing all these fours all over. I need to figure out what it means. And she goes, you know, your grandfather's favorite number was 44. And I was like, oh my god I like almost dropped my phone I'm like are you serious like I feel like that's his way of showing me again you weren't able to make my physical funeral but it doesn't matter like I'm literally always with you mm -hmm. and to this day like even before we started this phone call I looked at my phone and my phone was at 44 percent and I'm like that's just a little ping to show me like I'm supported and things are okay and I know it sounds so silly to maybe some people listening like oh who cares it's just a four you're just seeing it but I'm like if it if it to me gives me comfort and safety and a sense of peace, like why is it bad? And I'm curious your take on that when people are like skeptics or like, oh, what do you mean? Your daughter was just seeing things or maybe she's crazy. Like, how are you <laughs> dealing with those, those maybe skeptics, but also things that I haven't even really heard yet. I'm just thinking that people hearing this might think that. Yeah. I mean, it's why I haven't talked about it on the podcast if I'm completely honest, right? It's like why we don't say those things out loud. But I think what you said is so perfect and so dead on is if it gives me comfort and it makes me feel good, then how is this different than any other spiritual practice or religious practice? It's all basically what makes you feel good. And I just feel like if it's making you show up as a loving, kind human who's ready to support everyone else and their journey, then how could any of this be bad? And that's just kind of like the philosophy I've adopted. And I think for me, like the skeptic thing, well, like, yeah, I don't share it with everybody. So I can't say that I'm worried about it, but my husband um, is a total supporter and has his own like, you know, crazy stories from when he was a kid. So I guess I find that comforting because I think he's one of the, not just because he's my husband, but because I think he's one of like, the smartest, most brilliant people that I just know, like, you know, that I can just have a conversation with. And so that I find a little bit of peace and comfort in is like, okay, well, if I'm crazy, he's crazy too. <laughs> but that. funny that you brought up my daughter because, so I have this medium that I've been seeing, I've probably met with her like three or four times now. And the last time I talked to her, she said, you should talk about your daughter on your podcast and share these stories because there's other parents out there who are complete non-believers she was like you honor it accept it and like almost i don't 
like, I don't like get her to do it, but I do ask her questions sometimes because I also don't want her to think that she's a freak, right? Because we all struggle enough with like finding our own identity. You don't need this other layer of things on top of it. And she said, you should talk about this because there's so many kids that see things, hear things, think things, and their parents just don't know how to deal with it and they shut it down. And she was like, you know, you have a powerful voice. People trust you or listen to you or, you know, like, because you are doing scary things like running a podcast, you can try to shed a little bit of light on that and just let people know like, hey, it's happening to me too. So you're not alone, which is really the whole point of our podcast anyway, is to kind of just share and just say, hey, this is real life. So I think it's interesting that you said like, you know, what if people think she's crazy? But at this point, I'm like, it just is what it is. And I feel like it's happening more and more because even like I have a niece who's like always talking about her friend, Sam, and my sister calls me all the time. Like, she's doing it again. What do I do? I'm like, you just go with it, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Go in the other room. (laughs) It's so nuts that you say that because I feel like kids, we're we don't have that conditioning when we're younger to, to say like, Oh, this is bad. And this is good. Or this is crazy. Or you're making things up. Like we're just kids. And so I do think uh, most kids probably have these spiritual, very powerful um, abilities, but then as they grow up, you know, don't do it in school. Don't say anything. That's weird. That's crazy. And then we just are taught to shut it off. And I think that's why as adults, especially now when we have so much access to information and like these conversations where people start opening up, they're like, wait, I do remember that one thing that happened, you know, when I was six years old and wait, oh my gosh, that thing happened when I was 12, but I just forgot about it. And I'm remembering a time where I was really into Harry Potter. (laughs) My grandma (laughs) got me all the books and I was like, this is so amazing. Like uh, this is so much fun to read. And I watched the movies and da da da. And I ended up going to this camp that was actually um, like a Christian camp. And we were talking about books or something. And I was like, yeah, I love Harry Potter. And they were like, no, you cannot listen to that or watch that or read it. Like that is the devil's work. And, you know, you are really sinning by reading that. And I just remember being like, whoa, I'm going to get in trouble. And this is like very uh, bad. And so I just stopped reading it. And I remember my grandma kept getting me the books because so many different versions kept coming out. And I just put them away on a shelf and stopped reading them. And I feel like from that point on, I kind of just shut off that side of me until I was like, honestly, probably 27 or 28. And it wasn't until recently that I was like, wait, I've always been interested in this stuff and known that there was something bigger and know that there's magic and this and that. And I just shut it off. So I'm curious about you. Like, did you have a period where you were told like, this is nuts, don't do it? Or when do you think you maybe didn't tap into it as much as you do now? Oh, definitely. So as I was listening to you talk, I just kind of had this like aha moment about where my childhood was probably the opposite is like, my parents went through this phase where they tried to get us to go to church and, you know, like three little kids, they were like, screw it. This is way too much work. So then we never really grew up with any like strict religious practices. I never went to a Catholic school or Christian school or anything like that. So I was almost on the opposite side of like where you're floundering to find something that's bigger than you because no one's telling you that there's anything bigger than you. And um, when I think back, like nobody, like my grandparents, nobody went to church. So we didn't have this like big you know, tradition, we had traditions, of course, but they were, you know, there's the ones that everyone follows, like, oh, we celebrate Christmas or whatever. And I guess if I had to identify or if my family had to pick, I would definitely say that they're Christian because we celebrate Christian holidays. 
But I remember I went through this phase when I was 10. I went to England um, because that's where my grandmother's from. And that country just has so much history, um, you know, that they've accounted for with, you know, the castles and um, the London Tower and like all these things. And I got real in. they have so many ghost stories. It's ridiculous. And then like, you know, the Loch Ness Monster, we went to Scotland and I was like in this phase where I was like really, really woo woo. And then if you start asking people, like you said, most people can say that they have a story. And my my dad and my uncle were telling me all these stories of like, you know, weird things that they feel like they've seen ghosts. And then I was like really, really into it forever. And then I went to high school. And I think because I was like reaching for like something, I kind of went through this phase um, where like I just would start going to church with like my friends, like if you spend the night and things like that. And I think not, I never had like anyone ever tell me don't talk about it but I think I just kind of started to realize like hey nobody's talking about this stuff so maybe I really shouldn't bring it up and then I guess I just kind of started to suppress it like slowly but surely without even realizing it and then when I met my husband and this is like when I think back when people say like you know that you're like you know when someone's the one like I will never forget this night and his family's ultra religious meaning like not ultra religious, but like his parents go to church every Sunday. His dad's a deacon, like things like that. So our lives, our childhoods were really different. So he was on the other side of it, like the rebelling, like, oh, I'm not going to go to church when I grow up because I've always had to go to church. And I'll never forget, and this is so stupid, we were at Uno's Pizzeria for anyone who, I don't even know if that restaurant's still around. We're at Uno's Pizzeria, like sitting out back. Of course, we were drinking. And we started talking about God. And he was like, He's like, it's just energy. He was like, I don't understand why people are so confused. He was like, we're all just energy and it can't be created and it can't be destroyed. It just moves from one thing to the other thing. He said, but we all have this energy. And I was just like, mind blown. And I was like, that's my guy <laughs> right there. Like, I've just never heard anyone talk. And then over the years, him and I just kind of got more and more open into just receiving and understanding all of it and then I just had to figure out my own like what felt good for me and I think that's when I just started getting into the, believing more into the spiritual space because for me it felt like something that felt more real to me because I think innately I'm a kind loving person so that spoke to me and the religion that I was taught was kind of like a um a revengeful god and I couldn't get on board with that because life was just too hard and too weird and then like I guess like all the tarot stuff started popping up and I've always been interested in it and I just went for it like you know quarantine I was just like screw it I'm gonna buy the deck I'm just gonna go for it you know I started jumping into all those moon practices and it feels real for me and it feels very authentic so I'm just gonna keep going with it wow the conversation with your husband especially coming with such a from a religious home is so eye-opening because it's true i think sometimes people confuse like oh you do tarot cards then you are against god or you um you know you use a pendulum that's satanic it's like whoa no 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 i'm actually using tools to connect with my intuition and my highest yeah. self which is something that is higher energy which is what i'm believing in is a higher energy a higher power so it's interesting like you said that there's been this concept of like you know, using these tools or these cards or just thinking of it in a different way 
is not spiritual and it's, you know, witchcraft or it's satanic mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. And I'm like, I just tr- truly don't believe that because if we're all here trying to get to our highest selves, not doing anything wrong, have amazing intentions, are just doing it a different way, how is that, how is that bad? Exactly. And it's something I've reflected on a lot because I have, you know, religious friends. I'm sure there's people in this group that are watching that are extremely religious. And it's not that I have anything against religion. It's just, I feel like I am on a, like you said, a more energetic spiritual path versus following an organized way of religion. And I don't think one is right or wrong. It's like what you prefer. Exactly. And I tell my kids that all the time because they see it, like they see my parents who don't really practice anything. Then I make my kids come out back with me (laughs) and do stuff on the new moon and the full moon. Like, you know, we wrote down intentions for the new moon a couple months ago and I made them write it on a piece of paper. Of course, my son was like, I want an Xbox. I was like, that's not how this works. (laughs) And like we buried it in the backyard. And then they have his parents who are more traditional religious. And like my daughter right now, she has a cross um, sitting on her windowsill that her grandmother gave her and then some crystals that I've bought her. And I just told her, whatever feels good for you. Like I don't, whatever feels good for you. I just want you to feel alive and happy because life is hard. So whether that's, you know, full-blown Christianity, if it's a piece of Christianity, if it's not, whatever makes you feel good, as long as your goal in life is to love yourself and love other people. I just don't see how any of this could be wrong or scary. It's so true. And if anything, it's it's caused me to look more inward than I ever have. You know, when I, before, I feel like when I was following more organized religion, it was like, oh, I went to church on Sunday. I'm good. Like, check yeah. the box. Don't <laughs> worry about box. me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a good person. Done. Don't have to like worry about anything else. Whereas now, when I've done this work, you know, when I'm journaling and going to mediums and going to psychics, I'm like, whoa, I have a lot to uncover that I've never, ever looked into prior to this because it's actually, again, forcing me to be like, is this your highest self? Are you operating from this set of belief systems or other people's? And it's really been the most work I've ever had to do on myself was when I started going on this journey. So something I had a question on too that I realized we kind of like skipped over a little bit as you were talking about how you went to a medium but even mediums can be like a big, big step into the spiritual world. So what was your first meeting experience and what caused you to want to book a reading with a medium? Oh, I wanted to book the meeting with her because I've been, well, I heard her on another one of my friends' podcasts and I, she just felt very authentic to me. Like I, didn't, I felt like she was the real deal and she was giving like just very specific kind of like details and things to my friend on her podcast i was like oh that sounds so cool and this stuff with my daughter had just started happening she just started like saying that she could see my grandmother she kept saying she was coming to her in her dreams and like it was literally like there was like a week or two there where she was saying that my grandmother was in her house every single day and then talking about cards and the oracle deck i think you have the same one the work your light deck. There's a card yes. in there. There's a card in there. Um, Anna, the grandmother of Jesus, right? And I had my daughter. Do- I have such chills right now. <laughs> I have my daughter, and everyone knows on my podcast, like my closet is my magical space. And so I had my daughter come in the closet, and we're sitting on the floor, and I pulled the cards out, and I was like, hey. I want you to pull a card and let's just like see what it says or whatever. And I try not to push this stuff on her. I try to make it very like 
exactly what it is like hey just pull a card like i don't make her get into it she's a child like i don't want to push anything on her but i also want her to know that there's these other cool things and she pulls out and the card which i have never pulled and i've had this deck for almost a year she pulled the card and anna grandmother of jesus and my grandmother's name is anna no middle name just anna is my grandmother's name and i was just like oh my god so i was like okay and after she did that that day i was like i am booking with sierra because she's amazing and i just had this i don't know like you know when you hear people's voice and i think you and i've joked about this with podcasting you like fall in love with people's voices and if they don't have a good voice it's like how can you listen to that person talk so i was like drawn to her voice attracted to her voice and i just booked it with her and she just literally cracked me wide open like the stuff she was saying, it was just so, there's just no way. Like we got on the phone and people, she wasn't like, sometimes people say, well, they just ask you a bunch of questions and they can reflect back to you what you say to them. I virtually didn't even talk for like an hour straight. She just said, we got on the phone and she said, well, we did video and she said, how do you want to do this? Do you have specific questions for me or do you want me to just talk? And before I could even answer, she said, because mediums channel through spirits, right? So they get the messages from spirits that they feel like they're connecting with. So it's not them. And she said, well, but she cut me off and she said, well, I have people here who are just like ready to go. She's like, so I'm just going to talk. And I was like, whoa, okay. So that's a lot. I can keep going <laughs> into some of the things that we talked about if you want me to. Yes, I was going to say, I want to hear like every single breakthrough because it's it confirms how much the, there is like higher powers and spirits around us. Yeah, that's how I felt. So she said that for her personally, like um, they say that everyone has like a spirit team around you made up of like your higher self, maybe ancestors or relatives. And then like, you just kind of attract other spirit guides, I guess. I really don't know because I am super new in this space. But she says she works primarily with um, a Native American woman. That's her spirit guide. And she's like, and then if you have other spirit guides and you want to call them in, she was like, literally just like, think of them and like, they will just show up. And then immediately she asked me, and mind you, I do not know her. I listened to her on a podcast. She does not know me. She doesn't follow me on Instagram. Like, I follow her, but she does not follow me. She does not know me. And she immediately goes like two or three minutes in, she says something and she's telling me about her spirit guide. And she was like, she's very uh, blunt. So I hope I don't say anything that like, you know, turns you off or whatever. I was like, oh no, this is my cup of tea. Like blunt makes, like turns me on. <laughs> and she was like, hold on. She was like, um, somebody's here. She was like, do you, do you have a grandmother? And did she like just pass away? She's like, because I'm having a, she doesn't really know how to communicate yet because she just passed away. And I was like, yeah, literally like three weeks ago, my grandmother just passed away. And I just like, it felt really real to me. Like how the hell does she know this again? Like she lives in Colorado. Like we're not, I live in Virginia. Like we don't know each other. And then she just started just saying all these things that just felt very real. She was like, um, she says this, and she talked about my dad, which is my dad's mom, and how when my parents had me, she felt 
and her and I had a connection. Like, I don't think I've ever had a connection with anybody before. Like if I can say that like one person in the world, like always made me feel like I was magical and special and not that my parents didn't, but this was different. Right. And my parents had to raise me every day being a brat, <laughs> but my grandmother always just told me like, you are so special. You are so different. Like you're going to do amazing things. And the medium was telling me, she's like, she's being really, really open and honest right now. And she's saying that like, she never felt like she could be a mom to her kids. But then when you came along, everything was different. And she felt like she was at your kid, that you were her kid. And that, you know, she got to spend so much time with you, which is very true because my parents had me at 18 and I was a really completely unplanned pregnancy. I spent a shitload of time with my grandmother when I was little because my parents had to like figure out what the fuck they were doing. Um, you know, my mom went back to school, my dad got a job. So I, and we were, you know, they were broke as hell, 18 year olds. So I did spend a lot of time with my grandmother. So I can see where she probably felt like that. And like I said, we had this really unique relationship and she was just like saying all these things that were so relevant to my life. And then she was, she said, she said that you won't see her and that you've closed off yourself so much from like receiving messages and things like that, because you're scared that she comes and she sees your daughter. And she was like, and your daughter knows her. And see, my daughter didn't even really know her because by the time my daughter was born, she had really bad Alzheimer's. So for like the last five years, I, I would go see her, of course, but like we hadn't had a real conversation in five years. And our birthdays are right beside each other. And she, so that was always a big deal for us. Um, Aquarius, I think you're Aquarius too. And um she didn't know who I was one time when I called her for her birthday. And that's kind of when I really pulled back from even talking to her because I broke my heart because Alzheimer's is a real fucked up disease. So like my daughter doesn't even know her. And she kept saying that my daughter knows her, my daughter knows her and that she comes to my daughter in her dreams and that she communicates through my daughter since I'm so closed off from seeing her. And then there was like one other thing she said that was, I mean, girl, this conversation was so wild, but um, she said, when you see roses, that's your grandmother. And I was like, that's so weird because um, right before this, I had went to a Reiki session over um, the holiday break, but my grandmother was still alive then. And the lady said, I keep seeing pale pink roses coming for you, like what she was doing, the Reiki healing. And she said, does that mean anything to you? And at the time I was like, no, I don't have any idea what that's like, what that is. And then what my grandmother did pass away, probably like the weekend that she'd passed away, I had, had an angel reading booked with another friend. And she said the same thing. It was like roses. And she was like, there's something about roses. And like, if you ever need a sign to feel safe and secure, pale pink roses and I was like that's so weird and then so when this girl said it in relation to my grandmother I was like okay please stop <laughs> like I can't take it anymore and it was just it was just so wild it was just so connected you can't no one could ever tell me that it wasn't real because there was just too many things that like how does this person know like she doesn't know that my parents had me when they were young and my grandmother basically had to take care of me. So she felt like I was her child or just like all these things, you know? So it was really mind blowing. I can keep going down the rabbit hole if you want, because there were some other things that we talked about. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Keep going. And I just, two things I have to say first, I have my Oracle card deck next to me because I don't even know why I was like, Oh, maybe we can talk about it on the podcast, but the, you know, the work your light deck, the most prominent thing on the front is like pink roses. 
I know. Isn't it wild? Wild. And then the second thing you said, that's so true where, how could she know that your grandma was taking care of you and that your parents had you when you were young? Because a lot of people say, oh, well, mediums just say general stuff like, oh, it's a pandemic. So you're anxious. Like, oh yeah, anybody could guess that. Or like, oh, you're stressed about work. Like, yeah, a lot of people are stressed about work. And I'm like, no, your story specifically, like my grandparents didn't raise me. My mom didn't have me when she was young. So it's like, that couldn't have been blanket advice for everybody. So it is very specific to you. So yes, I would love to hear more. Yeah, because even if she was talking to my sister, it, it, that's a completely different story, right? Because by the time my parents had my brother and sister, they were in a different place. So, you know, they don't have the same relationship with my grandparents and they don't have the same uh, life. So, like you said, it could have been anyone. So then, like, we just um, kept going a little bit deeper. And she was like, when she said, she, so she started getting into this space about how closed off I am. And she's like, you're so closed off. She said, you know, you hold a lot of power. And she said, I know you know it in your gut. And that's why you're so closed off because you're scared shitless of it, aren't you? And I was like, mm. I was like, I really like, she's freaking me out at this point. And I said, yeah, I've always felt like, and I don't know why I've always felt like I was special or like that I had, I don't know what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. But then when nothing ever really came up, I was like, well, I don't know why I feel like I'm special and not like I'm better than people. Just, I've always felt this feeling of like, I could do things, but I, I wouldn't, they've never showed themselves of like what they were, if that makes sense. And now I know people are probably like, she's totally lost her mind, (laughs) but she was going down. um, We're talking more and more about this. And she was like, she's like, I'm so jealous. She's like, but you have major witch energy. She's like, you come from like a long line of powerful females that practiced and, you know, associated with um, being a witch and things like that. She was like, you know, you just have so much power and you have so many gifts. And she's like, if you ever feel like you want to connect with them, she's like, you, like your mind would just be blown. And she was, and she's, of course she's a medium, right? So like she does this all the time. So her comfort level with these kind of conversations is like way different than mine. And she's like, oh man, I'm so jealous. <laughs> she was like, I want to have witch energy so bad. She's like, but that's just not who I am. And from the what. I think what, how I feel and ultimately how she feels as well is like, if you identify as a witch, you can be a witch. I really believe that being a witch just means that you realize that you are so powerful and you honor the power of what it means to like be a woman and to live in the feminine and have a cycle and all these things. And like, that's a whole nother conversation. And like, you know, you honor like the gifts, like literally being a woman, like I've created two humans in my body and pushed them out like that's a lot of power and I think you know as society we try to make women feel really 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 small when because people are scared of like the power it's like I joke with my husband all the time I'm like this is literally the portal to spirituality right between my legs I'm like I give birth like that's a big fucking deal but no one's everyone's always made you feel like shameful about it so, but what she was saying was like, I, like my ancestors, like really identified and like traditional, like, I don't know much about it, but like traditional, like witchcraft and like, it goes back and back. And she said, it goes back. And now mind you, her and I've had a couple of conversations about this. Cause like the conversations just like go off the rails. So on this last call that her and I did, she says that it goes back to um, Nordic times. And then that's where it really starts. And I don't know if people believe in past lives and reincarnation and stuff like that, 
but she said that I came from a real um, long line of witches and that previously where this journey kind of started for me, um, she said was in Nordic. So I guess, um, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> wow. There's so, so many nuggets that she, not even nuggets, I would say like insights that she really gave you that again, aren't general advice or specific because I do think there's probably people out there that aren't, you know, in integrity and probably just give very general readings. And that's to me, not why I go to mediums. Like you said, to me, it's to connect with people that channel spirit or that can talk to somebody that I want to connect with that has passed on. But there's also mediums and psychics that, like you said, can look into your past lives or look into your purpose. And for me, I always go to them when I feel like I need some clarity or guidance, or I feel like I'm in a stage of my life where there's a shift happening. And I'm like, I need someone that's, that has more like access to their spiritual gifts than I do to, to lead me. And that's, what's always led me to mediums. And similar to you and your medium being so specific, I think the first time I went to one, my mom went to him and she was like, okay, he was like eerily spot on. Same thing. He didn't ask like any prep questions. He was like, okay, sit down. What's your name? Okay, wait, sorry. I'm just going to start going. I was like, and going, going, going. And my mom was like, Chelsea, he got all of you kids right. Like your personalities down to, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't general either. It was like, your first one is a free spirit and loves to travel. And she's like, she's always going to be traveling. And my mom's like, yeah, that's true. Because not all the kids are like that. One of my sisters is like a total homebody and loves to be home. So she's like, he could have said that, but he didn't, um, about the travel thing. And he said it about you. And I'm like, wow. But then here's the craziest part. And here's where it gets like, woo. I was supposed to have a twin when I was born. Like my mom actually didn't really know until she was in the hospital and something happened essentially in the bathroom where it was a big, you know, deal and something like came out of her and they were like, oh, I think you were supposed to have twins. And because when they looked at the ultrasound, it looked like she always says it looks like bunk beds and like one of them was missing. And so she's like, I never felt though like I lost a child because it never fully formed. So it never felt like, oh, you know, I'm celebrating twins. It was kind of like, oh, wow, that's, that's sad. But I didn't, it never felt like I had two humans in my mm-hmm. stomach. So when she went to this guy, she said like the first thing he asked was, did you lose a child? And my mom was like, no, because she, again, she never identified with that mm-hmm. like as losing a child. So she's like, mm, no. And he's like, are you sure like there's a really, really strong aura around you that is like the presence of your soul of your lost child? And she's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, she's like, I did. I like essentially was supposed to have twins, but the one never really formed. So I didn't consider it as losing a child. And he's like, yeah, it was going to be a boy. And he shows up a lot in your dreams. And my mom like froze because she was like, Chelsea, I always dream about a little boy and I don't know who he is. Like, I never know who he is, but he has green eyes and curly hair and she has curly hair and we all have like light green or blue eyes. So she's like, I don't, don't know who this boy is, but he's always in my dreams. And this guy was basically like, yeah, that's like the the son that you lost. And he said the reason that he like essentially was lost was because he, this gives me like chills all the time, sacrificed himself so that I could live a full life because if we were both born, we both would have been born with complications and had really, really hard lives. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Like whenever I get in a funk or anything, I'm like, Chelsea, remember that like you're here because you weren't supposed to live like a struggle hard life. Like 
you were meant to live a powerful life. And like you said, women are so powerful. We literally birth human life out of us. We have so many gifts and we're just watered down because we don't want to seem crazy or out there or like a nut job. And it's like, imagine if all of us were able to use this power, how collectively we could raise not only the vibration of like the world, but just everyone's consciousness level. It's insanity. And yeah, I wanted to share that story because that's not a story that you can just pull share. out of looking at someone's Instagram or something. And this guy, by the way, was like 65 years old and lived in a trailer park. Like you had to go to his trailer that barely had electronics. He uses a timer. That's one of those like old school timers that you actually like physically have. He doesn't have a phone because people are, are always like, oh, well, couldn't he look you up on Instagram and Facebook? I'm like, no, no, no. Trust me, this guy is like the real deal. And that's, I think, one of the first times that I was like, wow having a bigger purpose than myself and like being able to see things from a different lens and a higher energy is powerful. Like that's what keeps me going so many days. Yes. Oh, I just have chills listening to that story. And when you said like, you are not meant to be here to do small things. And I think you're a powerhouse and I know that you're changing so many women's lives. So I think that's awesome story. Oh, thank you. And you know, what's interesting too, is I, I had another medium reading similar to yours where they said, like, I think you actually have really powerful spiritual gifts, but you're hiding them. Like you're mm-hmm. suppressing them because you're so scared of them. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't really feel like that. You know, it's just, I actually am right now in a spiritual development course and we're learning about the funnest things like spirit animals and Akashic records and chakras and all the fun things that, you know, come with spirituality. And we did a telepathy exercise the other day, a telepathy. I always say it wrong. (laughs) Me too. too. (laughs) I literally, yeah, we were doing it. And she's like, I'm just going to think of a movie for four minutes. I'm not telling you anything except that I'm thinking of a movie. Sets the timer for four minutes. And I just start writing things. And I'm like, this feels like I'm making it up. And every time I go to that class, I tell her, I'm like, Susan, I feel like I'm making stuff up because it seems so silly. Like we're just sitting here writing what we think you're thinking of. Like that's nuts. But she's like, it's going to feel like that for like, she's like, I'm a medium and there's still times where I feel like I'm making stuff up. So I was like, okay. And she's like, but the more you practice, the more it will come out. Like if you don't practice, you're never going to strengthen that muscle. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. whatever. So then I'm just writing random things that I think. And then I just get this strong um, urge to write sound of music, even though everything I was writing was about wild, wild West movies. I was writing like desert cowboys space, like all these things. And then I just got this like bing to get right sound of music. But I was like, sound of music doesn't match any of this. And then I was like, whatever. And I kept writing. The movie she was thinking of was sound of music. And I was like, holy shit. After that exercise, I was like, okay, I do have some gifts and I've been very much suppressing them. And now they're starting to come out. And I know something that you've been really tapping into lately is tarot cards. So can Mm -hmm. you share your journey and like how you found them and why that's speaking to you so much lately? Yeah. But really quick, I have to tell you, Sound of Music, I feel like that's creepy because my favorite movie that my grandmother and I used to binge, and we even went to a real play with Sound of Music. So I think that's weird that you brought it up and we were talking like about her and all those things. So yeah, I got major chills. Um, So the tarot, so I had the Oracle deck cards and I liked them. I, I mean, I really do like them, but I feel, I feel like sometimes those messages feel really broad to me. I identify with a lot of them and I, I use them for different purposes, but I felt like I wanted something that was like a little bit more drilled down. And the, I felt like it was like a next level, if that makes sense, or like a next step. 
So I've been, so I got a deck and there's so many different decks. Um, and I got the modern witch deck, which I think is really cool because it has this modern flair, but it's all the pictures really do identify like with the, um, traditional tarot cards. And I really don't know much about them yet, but I've just been practicing. And the favorite thing that I'm doing right now is I was pulling like one card for a week and kind of feeling into it. But now what I do is my, um, what I, I joke around like my advent calendar. So on Sunday, I pull seven or seven cards for the week and I lay them out on my little, I guess, altar for lack of a better word, where I have like my crystals and stuff. And, but when I sit with them, I sit with like, you know, what message do I need for each day of the week? And like, kind of like channel through like what's going to help me, you know, depending on, cause like every day can be really different. Every day does feel really, really different for me right now. Cause I'm in this weird like transition phase. And then like every morning I come in my closet and I just flip one over and I just sit with it, try to look at the picture because I think that's a really big part of tarot is the picture. And it's like, what way is the face? you know, what way are the uh, characters facing represent different things. And like, there's so many hidden meanings. I don't know if they're hidden, so many meanings and the pictures themselves. So like try to sit with it. Then I like read what is happening and just like go from there. But I'm really just starting to scratch the surface with that. But it gives me like, I love Oracle cards because they're beautiful. They're really deep, but there's something about tarot that just kind of like cuts to the point a little bit and like gets you right into the gut. Like if you feel like you're procrastinating on something, it's like, it just like goes right there. Like, bitch, do it. <laughs> like stop procrastinating and like do it. Or do you know what I mean? It's not always like sweet and like, oh, you're going to change the world. It's like, hey, you're stalling on this and you need to do it. So I'm really uh, learning a lot about it. And another girl in the group that I met through you, Rebecca, she did a reading for me and really opened me up on how to really use the cards, like in this kind of past, present and future way and look at the meanings in a different way. So I see them as being a little bit more like cut through the BS that you might be thinking or dealing with and kind of like a straight punch, like a straight shooter. And I appreciate that because that's really just kind of my personality that's how I feel about tarot, but it's still really new to me and I'm really learning them. And the tarot deck is so much bigger than like an Oracle deck Would they have like the major arcana and the minor arcana. And the way I'm feeling and learning is like the major arcana are kind of themes in your life that pop up that last for like months or maybe years. And the um, minor arcanas, like the cups, the pinnacles and the swords are the ones to me that always kind of like cut straight to the point that say like, hey, you need to, you know, do whatever you need to do. And they're not negative always. Some of them are real positive. I just feel like tarot kind of balances that a little bit more. And it feels just really real to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think something that a lot of people don't know is that oracle and tarot are actually very different i mm -hmm. to your point oracle is more of like intuitive guidance and you pull a card and really look at what you know the meaning is a lot of them come with guidebooks and you can yes. read the guidebook and it usually will give you a prompt you know like what boundaries do you need to set today or what are you doing to recharge or something like that and i know tarot cards are like a whole other world of their own so 
it's they are different things and it seems like people you're kind of called to them when you're called to them right like mm-hmm. i used to think oracle cards I, I was like i would never touch those like i'm not into that at all and now i'm i'm loving them and i'm sure in a few months i'll probably be like wow i need to learn about tarot cards i think what's important when if anyone's listening is like what you were telling your daughter, like do what feels good for you. If you are someone that's like, I don't want to learn Oracle cards or tarot cards. It doesn't mean you're like less spiritual. Like it doesn't mean anything. It's just a tool. What I'm learning in my course is like, these are just tools that we can use to tap into different parts of our, our spirituality and divination. But it doesn't mean that like, Oh, if you don't know tarot, maybe you need to pick right There's so much to be spelled. What you're saying and use it as an add-on or so interesting yeah because like for me i don't use pendulum because that just doesn't really resonate with me maybe it will in the future but for me the cards are like reading a book which i really really love and like when i look at it or i read it i could just like immediately kind of get a visualization in my head that i can connect with so like that's why i like using them but like with the tarot, it's really weird is because I had been using the Oracle cards and I was pulling Oracle cards on my podcast sometimes on the end of the episodes and I kept calling them tarot and I know the difference <laughs> and I kept saying tarot, like I would just be talking and the word was like pop out my mouth and I kept feeling like, okay, this is a sign that I need. I just felt like I was just, they were calling me and calling me and I was like, okay, Katie, get the deck exactly i feel like you're called to them like all these spiritual things you will feel a calling that you're like okay gonna do it so it's so interesting what we all use and the way we use them and how we use them it's all very personal which is so fun your spiritual journey is personal it's very personal and i think the word you just used which is what i love about this is this is fun for me like it's really fun like when i talk to um, the medium whether or not it's true or not i can never know but it's fun for me it makes me have a great day it like lights me up and puts me in a great mood so i just don't see how that can be a negative thing that's exactly what the spiritual mentor i work with that's the medium in her spiritual development course says she's like this should feel like playtime like yes. if you're practicing this stuff on people and doing exercises like it shouldn't be like the fun part of your day not like oh here we go gotta whip the oracle cards out it's like no i, <laughs> I get to have fun today and use this as playtime so i love that we don't have to make it so serious like it really is a fun personal journey and it's like do what works for you and there's so much more we could talk about. Like, I feel like even having this conversation, I'm like, oh my God, I just thought of 20 other things to talk about. But I feel like this is a good place to stop and let people just soak in the message that like, have fun with it and just do what works for you. So Katie, can you let us know how we can find your podcast and where people can find you? Yeah. So um, the podcast is called Just Realized and it's on Apple and Google, Spotify, all the major platforms. And um, I talk a lot about a, a lot about that on my Instagram as well. And that's at Katie just realized. And right now it's a lot about just like my self-awareness, self-love journey. But I've really been starting to incorporate a lot about using the moon energy. So like the new moon and the full moon as a guide to your self-awareness and your journey, because it feels like a really good space to check in with yourself. So that's kind of why we're heading. And I feel like I just let out all my dirty secrets on your podcast. So now I have to talk about them on mine. (laughs) 
I know. It's like, okay, I just opened the floodgates <laughs> and now I need to talk about this more. But that's why yeah. I think we both wanted to have this conversation is like we are evolving and it's important that the topics we talk about in our podcasts are evolving as well. Like we are different people. So I'm glad yeah. we had this conversation. Me too. So good. Thanks, Chelsea. Thank you so much, Katie. Have a good one. And thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. And like we said, have fun with your spirituality and just be, be playful with it. Yes. Yes. Bye. Bye. Well, I could have talked to Katie for about three hours, but we had to wrap up the conversation. I'm sure she'll be back for part two. But if you enjoyed this conversation, let us know. Shoot us a DM or just share your own spiritual awakenings or fun things that have happened to you because I love hearing about that stuff. It's like my new obsession hearing about all your stories. I love them. So DM me at Chelsea Rife. That's R-I-F-F-E or at non-expertopinionpod. You can also write into the podcast, hello at inmynonexpertopinion.com, or just visit inmynonexpertopinion.com. And if you feel inspired to write a review or rate the podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. It's how we get more guests like Katie on, and it helps more people see the podcast. So essentially, just consider it a form of payment. I do these podcasts completely ad-free. It's been like that for all 70-plus episodes. I don't have any sponsors or anything, and that's because I want to keep the podcast ad-free. So you can just consider the rating or review your form of payment, and we'll keep this uh, content going. So like I said in the beginning of the podcast, what I'm doing for the rest of 2020 is taking on -on one-on-one clients. So if you're interested in that, shoot me a DM or email me. You can also email info at chelsearife.com. So this is for the one-on-one work. And I would love to hear what your thoughts are on the products you want to see, whether that's the digital journal or the oracle cards or affirmation decks or something else. Let me know. I'm also really feeling called to make cute little mugs or water bottles, but Again, my creative mind is just in overdrive right now, so I want to make like a hundred things and I know I need to focus on one. So I would love to hear what you specifically would want if you could only have one thing by let's say mid-2021. That's the goal. So let me know. And with that, I will see you next week. 